This episode is brought to you by my eight-week coaching program. You can go from wanting to become a professional organizer to having your very own business and organizing clients. I will walk with you through the process, one-on-one, step-by-step, to starting the pro-organizing business of your dreams. My coaching program is designed specifically for you and the goals that you want to achieve. Whether you have already started creating your business or you are just getting started, I will come alongside of you to help you reach your goals. Go to ProOrganizersCoach.com to find out more today. You are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm Samantha Brown, a professional organizer and business coach. In this podcast, you will learn how to start and scale the organizing business of your dreams. So let's jump in. Okay, so in the last episode, we went over everything I have in my free PDF at ProOrganizersCoach.com. But what I wanted to do was take each section that I have on that free download, dive into more of exactly what it means and what each thing is and how it can help you. I personally believe that being a good organizer is 25% people skills, 25% organizing skills, 25% business skills, and then 25% mindset. Now, professional organizing businesses require very little overhead costs, which is why I think it's the best side hustle on the planet. And if you're down to DIY your website on a free platform and get visible on social media, you'll be off to a great start, basically for free. My free download has everything I can think of that will help you create your organizing business. But overall, depending on state requirements, you can start with as little as a DBA and a client contract. But if you're anything like me, you want to do things to the best of your ability and are ready to really get this thing off of the ground. And why in this podcast, I am bringing you everything I have learned so you will know all of the options. But remember, that this is your business and you can create it to be anything you want from a side hustle to your full-time job. No matter what your ultimate goal, there are some basic things that need to be done to first get started. And that is why today's episode is going into the getting started tab on my free download. So the next set of episodes will be all about what is on my checklist and diving into each thing to help you understand the options that are out there for you. I'm a person that loves a good list, so let's dive right into that checklist. All right, now under getting started, I have the first point, research the professional organizing industry. While researching, make sure you answer these questions. Is this something I would love to do with my time? Do I think I will enjoy working for myself? And how are my people skills? It goes back to what I was saying a minute ago, where organizing is about organizing 25%, but it's also about your mindset. It's about your business. And if you want to be able to have a business and your business skills, and then it's also about your people skills. You have to be good with people for them to want you to come into their home and see their most personal possessions. They also have to feel comfortable with you. So if you have a way with people on top of being a good organizer, then this is definitely the industry for you. All right, tip number two, I have read organizing books and organizing blogs. So there's a few good books out there that are very helpful. One is called How to Start a Home-Based Organizing Business, and the other one is called Mastering the Business of Organizing. They are both helpful books when starting your organizing business if you are a book reader. Now, there's also other options. 
under tip number three, which is research business advice websites or podcasts on YouTube. There's definitely options out there for you. But one really good website is sba.gov and it is the Small Business Administration when you have business questions. All right, so now tip number four, I have find a mentor, coach, or business consultant. And the reason I think this is so good is because it can 10x your business growth. Because if you are trying to do this completely on your own without guidance from someone who has been there before and someone to help hold you accountable, it's very easy to get sidetracked, to get distracted, and to not stay on point. So now number five, I have name your business and develop a tagline if needed. All right, so let's talk about naming your business. You have to buy a domain and I recommend GoDaddy.com and I have five steps to naming your business. Now, of course, you always have the option of just using your name, but it is always good in my personal opinion to at least pick a business name if you are going legit. It also helps you look legit for when people are looking at professional organizers in your area. So under my five steps, first I have brainstorm business names. The naming process for your business must begin as a creative one. Before you get down to the perfect name, you need to come up with some options. There are loads of ways to jog your mind into action. So first, you want to do a word dump. Your business name should tell potential customers all they need to know about your business. So why not start by jotting down all the words you can think of that are relevant to your brand and industry? Doing so is often known as a word dump. Don't get analytical at this point. Simply write down everything you think of. Give yourself, you know, 15 to 20 minutes and try not to stop writing in that time. What you'll end up with is a whole host of words and phrases that relate to your new business. All right, step number two, you want to use a thesaurus. This step may sound counterintuitive, but stick with me. What you're going to do now is take your long list of words and add more to it. Doing so ensures that you leave no stone unturned in seeking out the perfect business name idea. Take each of your words and find synonyms or related terms using a thesaurus. When you find any not already on your list, add them. You don't need to be too picky at this stage, but if there are any that are clearly not relevant, you can leave these out. Now you've got a vast list of words to work from in finding your company name. One other option under brainstorming business names is to use a name generator. There are websites such as namesnack.com, and it's the number one free business name generator. You type in your keywords and you can get more than 100 possible company names in seconds. What's more, the generator displays the domain names available for each option. And you don't want to get completely stuck on this. I promise you do not want to go down the rabbit trail for too long, but you still want to use a little bit of time because this is what you're going to be known as. This is going to be the name of your business. And for me, it was kind of off at first and it sounded weird. But I chose Love, Laugh, Organize. And I've had multiple people that have come up to me and been like, oh, that's kind of like Live, Laugh, Love. And, you know, I explained to them, yes, it also is a wordplay because I wanted people to associate the time they spend with me organizing and decluttering that we are going to love, laugh while we organize. 
and that I'm bringing a sense of peace and love with me and laughter when I come in to do a session and that we're going to have a good time while we organize. Plus, of course, it shows that there will be no judgment. And that is very important to me. I want my clients to know that I'm not there to judge them. I'm there to support them in any way I possibly can. So it's things like that where you want to pick a name that you are proud of and that maybe has multiple meanings to you. Or again, you can just go with your name and put beside it professional organizer. Like for me, I could have put Samantha Brown professional organizer and that would have been okay too. Again, this is your business. It is completely up to you. Okay, now the next thing I have on the list is check with the Secretary of State for name availability and file for your DBA. Now a DBA stands for doing business as... Now, in formal business structures, there's lots of startups, and most of them opt for a less formal business structure. If you're a one- or two-person outfit, which you probably are starting as a professional organizer, you're most likely to set up as a sole proprietorship or a partnership if there are two of you. There are fewer rules with these kinds of businesses. That doesn't mean there aren't any, though. So for a sole proprietorship, there's one cardinal rule for naming a sole proprietorship. That's that your firm must operate under the surname of its owner, i.e. you. You can, however, trade under a separate brand name if you file for a DBA. Again, a DBA stands for doing business as. So like for me, my sole proprietorship is under Samantha Brown. My DBA is Love Laugh Organize. Or if I'm doing coaching for the organizer's coaching, the sole proprietorship is Samantha Brown and the DBA is pro organizer's coach. Now let's talk for a second about partnerships. Partnerships are similar to sole proprietorships. The only difference is that they have two or more owners rather than one. Once again, registered partnerships names must include the surnames of those owners. Filing for a DBA is how you trade under a different name when you do taxes and those types of things. All right, now let's talk about checking if your business name is available. So the way we go about this is first, you want to look at domain availability. Every business needs an online presence. It's not just something for e-commerce brands, which are the brands that sell things. Ideally, you want your domain name to match your company name or be as close as possible. That's why you must perform a domain availability search. There are plenty of tools out there to help you do this. The business name generator that I mentioned earlier is a good place to start. Once you've found a business name idea with an available .com domain, then you can move on to the next step. And the next step is searching the federal trademark records. Now, once you've ensured your domain availability, there's one more check to perform. You must find out if somebody else has already trademarked your business name idea. Fortunately, this is straightforward. All you need to do is head to the U.S. Trademark Electronic Search System, TESS, and once there, you type in your business name idea. The specialized search engine performs a trademark search and tells you if your choice is available. Now, this is super important because you don't want to start a business that does not have a domain name, the .com of your business, and someone else is already using that trademark. They can come after you legally later on because you are technically using their business name 
if they have already trademarked it. So you really want to make sure that your business name idea has not been trademarked by someone else and that it is available so you can trademark it so that no one else later on can use your business name. All right, now let's talk real quick about registering your business name. We finally reached step five of our five-step guide on how to name a business. That means it's time to register your chosen company name. There are two principal parts of this process, registering your business and getting your domain names. Registering should be simple. That's as long as you follow the rules for your business structure and check the trademarks that I talked about earlier. Primarily, things get done at the state level. If you wish to trademark your business name, though, you must file an application with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Okay, I wanted to go into all of that because that is very important as the foundation of your business to making sure that you get your business up off the ground once you are ready to turn this into your full-time business. Now, if you are still at the stages of just seeing if this is even a viable business and if this is something that you even are going to enjoy doing, then of course these steps are something that you can do later on. And for now, you could just stick with your name and try to see if you can find something close to your name as your domain name. That way people can look up professional organizers in your area and they will actually find you because you have a online presence of a website and later on we'll talk about being on Google My Business and other places like that where you can show up online when people are looking for professional organizers in your area. So I know this has been a lot, but to conclude, we talked about you need to research the professional organizing industry to make sure this is something you're even going to enjoy. If you're a book reader, you can read books and blogs. You need to research business advice websites if you have any questions. Finding a mentor, coach, or business consultant and how important that is for someone to help you with all of these questions you have. Then we talked about naming your business and also buying your domain that GoDaddy.com is affordable and it is very easy to use. And then we also talked about check with the Secretary of State for your name availability and file for your DBA. Now, I know that this one got very technical for a little bit, but I wanted to make sure to go into this so you are building your foundation very solid So as you start getting clients and as things start going good for you, you have all of the foundational pieces and nothing goes wrong later on. Now, of course, if you're still just doing this as your side hustle and you want to continue to just let people know that you're a professional organizer and you want to get your domain name in your actual name or go ahead and pick your business name, then a few of these steps are still very important. So take what is good for you, leave the rest based on your personal goals for your business. And then I promise a lot of the other stuff we're going to get into is very technical tips specifically for only professional organizers. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to establish your billing policies, which is very important for your clients and for you. So everyone's on the same page, how to develop your service agreements and your contract, purchase and setting up accounting software, and then to decide if you need to hire a bookkeeper or accountant. All right, I will see you on the next one. You have been listening to the Pro Organizers Coach podcast. Go to the show notes to find all of the links mentioned in this episode and hit that subscribe and automatic download button so you don't miss a single thing. Thanks for listening.